You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Wednesday, November 18th. My name, as always, is Javier Reyes, your host of this here Lockdown Padres podcast. Check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno which is spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. And please hit me up on there, guys. Any questions, comments, or concerns, if you want to chat, I will chat you back and answer them. You can also email questions to me if you'd like, which is uh, lockedonpadres at gmail.com. You can hit me up on there. Uh, Hey, go check out that mailbag episode I just did. It was on Friday. It was a really good one. Talked about a lot of things. Some of my answers changed, especially regarding uh, my Clevenger, I'd say, uh, and and regarding what the, the Padres need to do to free agency in terms of, you know, maybe not, maybe a story pitcher wasn't a huge concern. Well, well now it is. Now it definitely is. Uh, but today, I'm going to be talking about uh, a bunch of different things. But mostly, I am talking about Kim Ang and some prospect questions. And who better to bring onto the podcast than my old buddy, uh, Aram Layton? So he's on the podcast today. It's going to be a two parter, which is going to be really fun. So you guys can look forward to uh, multiple things. We talk about Kim Ang in the first part, all the type of things, all the discussions, some of the discourse, some of the negative discourse, maybe that's going on surrounding the hiring. And then to uh, tomorrow, you guys can expect our uh, dive into the, the Padres farm system, because I feel like it's been a while since I've talked about that and where they are at. So I talked to Aram about that. But anyway, I've talked long enough, guys. Let's see. Get the ball rolling. Here we go. All right, everybody. Welcome. I am here. I'm being joined by a man of of many podcasting talents. Many talents, first of all, but many podcasting talents. He is the host of Locked On Marlins and the pretty recently launched Locked On MLB Prospects. It is the OG, if everybody listened early on in the early days of this podcast, Mr. Aram Layton. Sir, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. You know, off season is a little bit slow, but we're finding ways and things to talk about. So I'm hoping it'll ramp up a little bit like the NBA and we'll have some excitement. Absolutely. And look, you know, I feel like in our in our locked on chat, we've all been making fun of the fact that the NBA is just every five, like literally as we record this episode, who knows, we might hear James Harden got traded to Brooklyn. That's how exciting the NBA has been. While baseball, it's like, ah, we might hear about some things in a few months, maybe, who knows. But nevertheless, it is still fun to talk about baseball with you. And Today, the fun part is I'm going to be utilizing both of your talents as both in terms of the Marlins and the prospects. We're going to be talking about Kim Ang. So let's get right into that uh, immediately. We'll be talking about some prospect uh, questions about the Padres. But first of all, what was kind of your reaction? It's been a few days now. What was kind of your reaction, I guess, your remaining kind of impressions of the hiring of Kim Ang? Yeah, you know, it was obviously surprising at first because we didn't really see any specific candidates named I thought you know, the way the Marlins operate is, is pretty unique where the GM uh, might not have the same role as the GM in other organizations, but it, it goes back really far to the fact that when Jeffrey Loria sold the Marlins right before that, he wanted to look out for Mike Hill and he gave Mike Hill a five-year contract knowing that he was going to sell the team anyway. Mike Hill was the previous GM mm-hmm. basically saying, you know, whoever buys a team is going to have to either buy you out or keep you for five years. Look, Mike Hill did a great job and he's a stand-up dude and, and he's awesome. But at that point, 
the new ownership was going to clean house and they fired mm -hmm. everybody. So Mike right. Hill would have been the latest casualty as well, but he was owed, I think it was something around $10 million over five years. And the Marlins were like, you know what? He went to Harvard, smart guy, and he can help us and, and you know, we'll keep him around. You might as well. And so that, that's what ended up happening, but he didn't make as many of the player personnel decisions. That was mostly Gary Denbo, who is the head of player development that came over from the Yankees. It's kind of Jeter's right-hand man. So I, I didn't really know what they were going to do. I didn't know if they were going to actually go out and get a GM and, and really have somebody of, that was noteworthy. And that's exactly what they did. Uh, they went and got somebody noteworthy. And and what Kim Ang's role is going to be is, is you know, remains to be seen. Uh, but I think it's very clear that she adds a very unique and experienced perspective to the Marlins. And, you know, I didn't know as much about her background. Of course, I knew who she was, but I didn't know as much about her background until the hiring. And as I dug more and, and looked more into it and read up more about her and watched some old interviews, I, I came to the conclusion it's as simple as this. This woman should have been a GM a while ago. And, you know, we know that and that's a topic we've talked about um, and that we've seen talked about as we talked about before we uh, started recording is that you know, that's something people have been pointing out. Um, but, you know, sh she had to break that glass ceiling and it took somebody mm -hmm. like her to do it. And she is, I would say, the most qualified first year GM in baseball history. And that's that's just a wild thing to say. You know what I mean? That's a wild thing yeah. to say because it's true. And I'm not going to lie to you. I, you know, I didn't really know who she was. I had heard, I imagined there was a time I had heard her name before. I probably read a blog post at some point in my life that talked about how Kim Ang deserves a GM job. But I, when I first heard it, I was like, oh, this is kind of like the opposite of what I expected of news to get on Friday the 13th. You know what I'm saying? So it was really, it was a nice moment, I think. And I think that another thing that's really happened uh, as a result of the hiring. And first of all, just the Marlins, a very, just a fun team. I feel like in a lot of different ways, obviously they made the playoffs. We haven't like talked uh, since uh, the last time we talked, it was like back before the Marlins were like a thing in some ways. And before they traded for Starling Marte and all that stuff. Um, so it was a fun team. And after them to see th them make this choice is really exciting. I think, especially for a team that really just has, is, kind of known for just trading away like three MVPs uh, in the yeah. past few years. <laughs> yeah, no, hundred percent. And, and that was the funny thing is last time I talked to you, it was really all about the prospects and we'll get into that mm -hmm. too, but it's funny all of a sudden I'm getting people asking me about the Marlins and I'm like, what kind of yeah. alternate universe is this? <laughs> but you know, the Marlins are doing a good job. They really are. And you know, there was some optics issues in the beginning with Jeter and the new ownership and they had to feel mm -hmm. some things out and whatever, but to be clear it, it, and that's, I don't think anyone's doubting this, but I just think it's, it's worth being said is that Kim Ang was so far and beyond the most qualified of those that actually, you know, interviewed for the job. And th the reality is wh why would we know who, who Kim Ang is? Nobody knows the assistant GM of any team really, unless it's the team you cover. So I knew her name only because she had been a candidate so many times to be mm -hmm. a GM. She had been interviewed, I think, mm -hmm. a handful of times as a candidate and just ultimately doesn't get it. Um, I think at this point, with her 30 years almost of experience, she's got three rings. She's been in the postseason almost 10 times. I think it was nine times. Or that might be the league championship series she's been to, like nine times. <laughs> and also, she was worked in the in the you know MLB league office. So she's got a little bit of everything. 
And not to mention she went to the University of Chicago, so she's obviously brilliant. And she played ball there too. She was the MVP mm-hmm. of the softball team. So she's just kind of got it all. She checks every box. Yeah, jeez. And and I'm just I'm excited about it because beyond just the player personnel stuff, I was very impressed with how much she emphasized connecting with the community. And you know, that's a big part of the GM's job too. And I think mm-hmm. Mike Hill came up a little bit short in that regard. He just was – I could predict what the answers were going to be. You know when you watch like NBA is coming up, right? NBA draft's coming up tomorrow. How does mm-hmm. it feel to get drafted? And they're going to say, oh, man, I, I always dreamed of this day. Like you can predict what they're going to say. Mike Hill mm-hmm. was the same way. You know, he, you could predict what kind of just mundane answer he was going to give you that was noncommittal. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think she's more dynamic. She's going to connect more with people. She's going to, you know – answer your questions and respond. And I think that's where the Marlins are very excited is she transcends the game. And I think a lot of people are going to check out the Marlins that might not even have that much interest in baseball, just to see how this, you know, groundbreaking woman is doing. Sorry. I didn't see you there guys. Sorry. I was just munching on one of them old built bars. Perhaps you guys have heard of them. Well, you should uh, be hearing about them. If you haven't already, let me tell you guys, these things are delicious. They're soft and easy to chew and they're covered in hundred percent chocolate. And not only that, but there's tons of flavors. They've got coconut, almond, raspberry, German chocolate, peanut butter, banana bread, mint brownie, salted caramel, double chocolate, orange, toffee, almond, coconut, and peanut butter, brother, peanut butter, Brownie. I don't even know what I said there at the end there. That's how many flavors there are. I'm stumbling over myself. There's that many. And then they've got six new flavors. They've got caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. I mean, is your mouth watering or what, ladies and gentlemen? And on top of all of that, they're also really healthy for you. They're protein bars. That's what's so awesome about them. They're great for the keto diet, thanks to high fiber, high protein, low sugar, and a low amount of calories. So guys, if this all sounds good to you, I mean, and we're, if we're being real, how does it not sound good to you? Then go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Remember that is promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Absolutely, man. You know, that's what kind of happens when you break a glass ceiling. All the attention is now on this. More attention than the Marlins have had in a long time that's kind of positive. You know, positive karma, I guess um, one might say. But there's also been another result as a result of the hiring. And I'm not talking about the idiots on the internet. We all know there's going to be idiots and, oh, they'll get out of sports. Okay, no, no, no. I'm not talking about those people are losers. What I want to talk about instead are people that are basically, um, to to, to kind of say this delicately, people are – a little not upset at the hiring. I shouldn't say upset at the hiring, but they're upset that we're almost celebrating and we're upset that we're giving MLB more credit than perhaps they deserved in the sense that this is way, way, way overdue and that baseball is the one that needs to start looking at itself and saying, why did it take so long for this? Aaron, you are on Twitter. You are on the Internet. You probably have a better understanding of what I'm talking about. And I imagine people uh, have a better understanding than the way I'm describing it. But what is kind of your take on that whole kind of discourse i guess surrounding the hiring committee not the the dumb people but the people who are a little (laughs) bit upset that it took this long yeah you know look i think you can have that frustration that it took too long while still celebrating what happened right i think we're the celebration in itself is acknowledging that this took a long time to happen but it finally happened and that's all that ultimately matters i mean look we can look at the reasons why it took so long and think about that and focus and make sure that we continue to move forward. But at the end of the day, let's look at some of the other leagues, just to be honest. And I'm not just trying to like defend baseball because trust Mm -hmm. me, I'll be the first 
to yeah, let you know. I think locked on has. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've, I, yeah, exactly. But look, look at the rule that the NFL just implemented, that you get draft picks for hiring a coach or GM of color, which as someone who comes from like an ethnic background, if I was hired and my team got draft picks for it, I don't even want that. Like I, to, to me, that is almost racist in itself. And so mm. like if, if a league has to do that, yeah, you maybe that should be more like of an outrage, right? Mm-hmm. Like the Marlins just did this because she was the most qualified and she wanted, she gets the job. Should she have been a GM 10 years ago? Absolutely. And we can talk about the reasons why she wasn't and why, you know, the maybe less qualified men got the opportunity. That's worth being frustrated about. But at the end of the day, you can't, you can't be upset that people are celebrating something, even if it took too long to happen, at least Baseball didn't need to implement a rule where you get supplemental draft picks for doing the right thing and just considering candidates equally because that's what it was. Ultimately, she had to be twice as qualified as her competition, which is unfortunate, but she had to do it. And I think now it's going to take one like that to make the dominoes fall, one woman to make the dominoes fall where it took someone to be twice as qualified. But now I think women will start to get more of an equal uh, consideration now that she kind of broke that ceiling. But at the end of the day, I think that's just people like to get outraged because I, I mm-hmm. don't understand. Like we should be excited about this because this could be the beginning of finally something that needed to happen. And it's a problem across sports. And there's not very many women in positions of power across sports. So how about we you know look at this as the beginning of something great and reflect on the fact that the past is is not something to be proud of, but we're, we're trending in the right direction. You can't undo the past. You can only improve the present and try to work on the future. And ultimately, that's the way I look at it. And you can acknowledge it, but there's no point in dwelling on it. I think that's really well said. And I think that for me, it's it's I think it's about messaging. And I think that there's a lot of people who are and look, this is kind of what happens on the Internet sometimes, whether it's people intentionally doing it or not, is that it's when you have your tweet, it's and you you'll sound much more upset than you probably might be sometimes. You know what I mean? That's just or at least to the person who's reading it, you're going to oh, wow, this person's they're completely losing their mind. Right. And it's actually maybe they're just like giving some well-needed criticism. And I think that's what happens is you need takes like this. You need opinions like this to remind people, hey. Still a lot more to go, right? But I do agree with you where it's like, we should be celebrating it. And it is the beginning. Now, say baseball all of a sudden in 10 years or whatever the heck, right? There's been no other improvements. Then we really need to start talking about it even more again. Then we repeat the cycle over and over. But I do think that this hiring, it it should be celebrated. And I do understand because this is... You know, this is unfortunately kind of the reality, and especially in in baseball. And that's that's what's what's crazy is out of all the sports to make a quote unquote kind of like a, a glass ceiling kind of breakthrough with the hiring and stuff like that. I would say baseball was one of the last that I expected. Uh, to be perfectly honest with you, I did. This is the same league that like couldn't decide that people shouldn't be watching pitchers who well <clears throat> pitchers that bat one twenty uh, up at bat every like five you know every five starts like this is the same league that struggled with implementing replay for so long i was a little bit surprised from that perspective i would have much sooner expected the nba and someone like becky hammond or what like that so i definitely think that you should celebrate it definitely with some some caution be like hey we also got to take them and acknowledge that this took a while and it really shouldn't it should not be taking someone who's 52 years old if i'm not mistaken and has all this experience all these championships and just all the things that you listed it's really just incredible her her resume for sure 
Um, but I do think people every now and then it's like you're not winning people over, uh, quote unquote, to your cause if you wanted something to happen. And then when it finally does, you still like very, very viciously are attacking people who are just excited about this and excited that this might be this might pretend of better things to come. Exactly. And the one thing I'll say to wrap up on it, because I mentioned this in the episode I recorded about Kimang on Locked on Marlins was that my sister. So my sister is uh, three years older than me, never cared at all about baseball. But, you know, she keeps up with the work I do and she's supportive and she rocks in that regard. We'll never watch a baseball game on her own ever. <laughs> I get a text immediately after the Kimang hiring saying, tell me all about Kimang and, you know, what do you think? And this, and can you just like, can you tell me everything? And so excited. And, you know, I'm talking to her about it. And, and as we're talking and she's like, tell me more, tell me more. And, and I'm like, she doesn't care about the baseball side of things. She <laughs> wants to know how a woman, you know, broke that glass ceiling. And for my sister, that might inspire her to, you know, push through to get a better job wherever she's at and whatever sector she's in, if it's male dominated, that she can work hard and make it through an area that's dominated by males or dominated by white, you know, whatever it is. And, and that's why I really am, am excited about it because I think it transcends baseball, transcends sports. You see Hillary Clinton reaching out to her. You see, uh, I, I think there was Kamala Harris was reaching out to her. You, you saw so many different congratulations coming across mm-hmm. very different, powerful women across the world. And that's kind of where it, I realized, you know, this transcends baseball. This is just about a woman working her way up through a male dominated area and proving herself. Cause you know, she had to deal with a lot of crap to get to where she is. And that's why I say it takes one super, super special person to break the glass ceiling. And then I think the floodgates will start to open. I'm not saying a woman's going to be hired every day now, but I do think that it's going to be much more likely if it's not, like you said, then we start talking about this again. But at the end of the day, I'm not saying it means you know we look over it and and okay, work here is done. One woman was hired. Mm-hmm. We met the quota. But I think it's it's the beginning of something that could be really good. We'll have to see. Time will tell. But I really believe that. Absolutely, dude. I think time will tell. Absolutely. And hey, like I said. We hear in a bunch of years that no progress has been made. Then we can talk about it. But I think that we have to just not just jump on everything immediately and just realize, you know, history has moments. And I think this is what in this very admittedly smaller in scale compared to many other glass ceilings that have been broken throughout the world. Right. But this is definitely a moment where we're going to look back to and be like, that was the first person. I imagine that she that's a lot of responsibility. But I imagine based on her resume, she's all game for it and she's just ready to go out there and. Winter World Series for your beloved fish. So, um, you know, we'll have to I know see how Marlins that fans are excited. Marlins fans are very excited. Um, and she seems to be getting a lot of support and there's a lot of buzz. So, I, I, I'm very excited to see what she can do. And I know she's going to be good from an optic standpoint because she's a pro's pro. And cut just so I'm sorry, guys. I hate to cut off the interview short, but that is it for part one of my chat with Aram Layton. Tomorrow, guys, you can expect our uh, discussion on prospect stuff. I promise you won't want to miss that. Aram is super nerdy and great with breaking all that stuff down. But uh, yeah, that's about it for today's episode, guys. With that all being said, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, 
Podcast, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Overcast, wherever. Just search it up in the old search bar, and I guarantee you will find it. Feel free to uh, follow my show account, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my account, which is at Javapeno, that's spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. Feel free to uh, also send me some five-star reviews on the Apple Podcasts app if you'd like. I'd appreciate that. And until next time, stay safe and, of course, stay faithful. My Friday Faithful homies, take care.